There's nothing going on in the world of video games, other than the eShop shutting down, but we already talked about that when they announced it. Instead, we're sharing more of our favorite video game songs. Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 128, recorded on March 21st, 2023. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Nathan. Hello, hello. And Tyler. Hello. Now back, like... 30 some odd episodes ago, almost exactly 30 episodes ago, we did with uh, me, Tyler, and Kaiser. And you know, because there's nothing going on, we decided to do it again. Yeah. Besides the eShop dying. Yes. Yeah, well, we've already done like the funeral service for that. Yeah, pretty much. Like three times over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of three, we've all collected three video game songs. Ah, uh, oh, <laughs> wow, you did it. Great sec, but great way to uh, great way to introduce (laughs) our list. Three, two, one. I get the idea classic song it is a massive classic mm-hmm. um that was of course the main theme for shovel knight my all-time favorite indie game and had nothing has come close to beating it in forever really oh yeah. i knew it was your favorite <laughs> i did not know nothing has come close yeah so I mean, fair it's review. a good game i think i've only beaten the the main story though i don't think i've touched any of the dlc even though i do own I rarely go back on games and rebeat them. And this one I've beaten like three times. So, oh my gosh. Fair enough. It's that to the point something. where I had to open when I, you know, you have to get all your stuff back for, uh, you have to re download your stuff from the eShop because the 3DS oh, and yeah. Wii U stuff are shutting down. So I had to open up my 3DS and update the game so I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case I ever want to go back and play it on the 3DS. I mean, yeah, um, fair enough. Do you have the Shovel Knight Amiibo? I do. I have oh, the regular wow. one. I have the three other knights, and I also have the gold one. Not that the gold one was hard to find. That one was very easy. <laughs> Still, that's Shovel mm-hmm. Knight. It's, it's like one of the rare chances that they made a third-party Amiibo. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the theme. The theme is just iconic, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they somehow use all of the same like meaty parts of yeah. an NES sounding song um but it has so much more layers than what those yeah. that generation had it's like when you see uh people saying like oh i restarted mario from the first mario game and it's like super it's like the same color palette but like 
so much more technical skill put into it. And you're like, yeah, because you have like a sprite to work on. It, yeah, it's so cool how they're able to not only get like the classic NES sound, but also still very, make it like a very noticeably medieval. Yeah. Yes, that is that is definitely something that I've noticed with this, like the way that this theme moves. It kind of gives off that adventurous um, vibe to mm-hmm. it. But it also mixes in the classic NES style um, like themes that you'd find in a lot of the um, 2D action, uh, maybe like beat 'em up games. It's uh, something like that where they have like a really fast paced intro, or maybe just even fast paced gameplay themes. Yeah, yeah. I really want to hear this song orchestrated. <laughs> there probably oh, is one out there. So epic. There probably I, I is wonder, one out there. Yeah, there probably is one out there. It's true. I wonder, like, if you put this next to, like, a Ghouls and Goblins, or is it, sorry, is it Ghouls and Ghosts? Ghosts, Ghosts and, and Goblins. Goblins? Ghosts and Goblins. Like, how similar are they? Because I have to imagine Ghosts and Goblins has, like, a similar medieval feeling, and then it actually came out on the NES. Would it be, um, like... Probably? Well, I guess during the gameplay, sure. Definitely yeah. not the, definitely oh, not the uh, not level the select. <laughs> um, I just had to look up who the composer was, and Jake... Kaufman. Uh, he also Kaufman. has worked with um, Yacht Club with the DLCs and mm-hmm. Shovel Knight Dig and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeons. So that, that name sounds familiar. The Shovel Knight guy. It does Jake sound Kaufman. familiar, but it looks like he's just done like um, revivals. Like he's done Shantae, all the modern Shantae's. Shantae, that's impressive. Well, I think next up on our list is music from Tyler. Yeah, and uh, just a little bit of a heads up. This one <laughs> is more of a nostalgia pick than like a song I actively enjoy. is the leader Jaren theme from the Pokemon fan game Pokemon Insurgent. That, that was, was like a- out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to commend uh, the composer, though. For yeah. Making it sound very I did, Nintendo. I did find it. The composer is... I found his Reddit profile. It's user msinger186. And, msinger186. Yeah, it's a it's interesting. I know when I was quite a bit younger, I loved Pokemon Insurgents quite a lot. It was like I loved the fan game, I loved everything about it. And this mm-hmm. song in particular, I actively listened to a lot. And going back to it, I for this video, I hadn't listened to it in a long time and I was like, "Okay, this is probably still good, right?" And then I opened it up and I'm like, "Oh, uh, uh, not bad. 
<laughs> but this is better in my head. Uh, if anything, <laughs> I always thought it was a very hilarious song because mm-hmm. it mixes like a trap beat with yeah. wire singing, but in Game Boy Advance Pokemon style. Very weird thing. Yeah, but, the trap beat kind of <laughs> threw me off. Yeah, that was, I know. That was the most random thing ever. I think it's so funny that the beat drop is, <laughs> it makes me laugh. A very, I was <laughs> laughing through the whole thing. But um, it's a good theme. It's it genuinely it's not sounds, that bad. Like for um, okay, for Pokemon standards, it actually sounds really good. Yeah, for like a Pokemon oh. fan game, it's it's not like for Pokemon standards, it would be a little lower, I think. But like oh. Pokemon fan game, I I think it's it's pretty good, all things considered. It was like made. When did Pokemon Insurgents come out? Uh oh, okay. The first release was 2014. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's relatively old. However, the context in the game is very funny. Spoilers, I guess, for those who want to play Pokemon Insurgents. It comes at the end of like the game's kind of split up into sections. In the first main section, uh, where I think the first demo ended, ends with this fight. And because it's an edgy Pokemon ROM hack, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you listen to this battle theme. After fighting, or right before fighting a Mega Rayquaza who is owned by the leader Jaren, who just in front of you killed the excuse me previous gym leader. Killed? <laughs> yes, he, he, I think he uses like, oh, what Pokemon is it? I think he like disintegrates him with some flying type Pokemon. Oh my god. <laughs> and then <laughs> goes onto the roof and he's like, I'm all powerful, you can't beat me because I have Mega Rayquaza. And then Jeez. you beat him and he gets upset because it's like, that's just how it goes. But insane video game. Uh, and I just wanted to share a little bit of <laughs> my uh, interesting music taste from like 2016, 2017. Part of that... Uh- like a bunch of the like the mix of the song kind of i mentioned earlier how it sounded a lot like nintendo and it sounds exactly like the sound font that they would use for the gamecube wii era games before they started orchestrating uh, stuff that makes sense mixed in with a style of a bit of i don't want to say splatoon style because this came before splatoon but surprisingly enough it does have that same type of charm at certain points of the song. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I think the the beginning is really rough, where it's just like four notes on a really like kind of gross sound font. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then it gets like there's a it's not a bad song after that point. And I feel like given like a nice remaster, this actually would be a pretty cool boss theme. But as it Lord. is, it's like it's, it's OK, it's fine. Yeah, still still primitive. You know, could be could yeah. use a real orchestration or at least more expensive <laughs> software. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna like put some headphones in and then bob my head to the song like I did when I was um roughly <laughs> old twelve. Probably older than that. Like early teens. Fourteen, fifteen. Oh my gosh. So we're gonna move on to the next theme here. Uh it might take a while though, because I know
So that was the theme for the Metroid 2 remake, Metroid Samus Returns. And mm. you notice how there was this huge contrast like in that middle portion of the song? Yeah, mm. almost where they opened it up to space. Yeah, so that's because um, the beginning part, as you know, or as you may recognize, that's like the series theme. That was not actually in the original Game Boy version. So oh, okay. what the song really represents is kind of like a true return to the Metroid franchise, all while staying faithful to the original game. Oh, that that is cool. That's a fun way to do that. Um, like even the title itself is kind of like instead of saying "Return of Sa- Return of Samus HD" or something like that, they say "Samus Returns" because fans are just coming. Fans are finally seeing Samus return from two mediocre Metroid games. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I like. What was the distance between the last Metroid game and then Samus Return? Um, like a year or two? Only a year or two? Wait, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game. Let me double check this. Um, I think it was Federation Force that was the latest one before. Yeah. (laughs) I think the whole time I was listening to that opening, for some reason, like the, the whoa, whoa. I was just thinking of like, I don't know, a lighthouse in my head hitting like going spinning really fast and then when the light hits me the Mm -hmm. wow i don't know why i had that image in my head but i mean it does come in a very like how do you how do you say it like a very linear type of approach there we're just kind of yeah it's also undoubtedly uh sci-fi yeah oh yeah very very sci-fi was only a year before samus i thought federation force was way before that Nah, Federation Force was 2016. Dang, that year was like super long. (laughs) Yeah, it it went from 2010 to 2016, and people were still pretty mad about Other M. They see Federation Force and they get... Let's just say it didn't end so well. I... (laughs) What is Federation Force? Because my entire life I thought Federation Force was Metroid Prime Hunt. No, it's a multiplayer co-op game. (laughs) <laughs> multiplayer co-op Metroid Prime game that's where you don't play as Samus with a art style that doesn't really feel appropriate for Metroid and mm. gameplay that isn't really overly impressive. <laughs> I also... take it you're not a big fan of the Federation. I've seen I've seen some bad things about it. Oh. Is anybody a fan? I don't know. Uh, Comment down below. (laughs) Comment down below. If you're the one of the six Federation Force, you're a dying species. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do have to say, uh, part of me, part of the reason why I chose the Samus Returns theme might be because I recently played the game and finished it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like just having... um, this huge contrast and then like having um finally having like an an orchestrated theme again for the metroid theme kind of gives us a more of a legendary feel and Mm -hmm. it's it's not like what you'd hear in super smash bros that was kind of more of um uh synthesized electric type of of music this is orchestral grand music like 
dramatic music mixed in with the sci-fi elements to make it feel kind of like lonely, but also peaceful in a way. Lonely is a good word. That's kind of like the most, a lot of space themes have like uh, sci-fi, big space things have like a very similar feeling of um, being like alone. But I think Metroid really knocks out of the park in the way that it just feels like desolate. Yeah, you even start like off... the the cool famous themes, like the one theme that shows up in uh, the subspace emissary when you're like in those levels. It oh. it's like an interesting song to listen to, and like mm-hmm. it's a good song, but it's also like it feels, dare I say, alien. It doesn't yeah. feel like of here, and it's very cool. Uh, let's. Let's liven up the mood a bit from depression to the opposite of depression with some music from Super Paper Mario. <laughs> if only had had the intro to the thing. That'd be that'd be crazy. I will stop it before the bridge. I I know that theme too well. Yeah, this theme is also iconic. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I'm going to be completely honest. Really? No. Have you played Super Paper Mario? No. Oh, that's probably why. That's probably why. That's probably why. Probably should. I played Mario RPG. It's kind of like kind of close. Yeah, I think a few a few yeah. episodes ago, we were talking about our favorite Mario games and whatnot, and Super Paper Mario came up, and I just wanted to bring up this theme again, because yeah. it's just that good. <laughs> we were gushing over this. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Something about, like, the bells of the boom, 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 and then they go back to the almost the original Super Mario theme, but not really. Yeah, it's like a fun little twist. A little, like, yeah. somehow you made the Mario theme more bouncy more yeah, and i think it's a playoff of the world theme if i'm if i'm correct yeah i'd imagine I, I guess you could say tyler uh they made the mario theme more super <laughs> laugh that track is, that is what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes thank you for for helping me with that that, that was what i was going for but genuinely yeah it kind of does feel that way they they brought up the hype level from like one to ten just with this one theme because previous Paper Mario themes were kind of more like goofy, funky, pleasant. Nothing like overly exciting and hyped as this song. Kind of like yeah. Yoshi music. In a different vein, but Maybe. yes. It's unfortunate that no other Paper Mario game since has had that good of music. Um, exactly. I, I think uh, Origami King has some good music, but nothing memorable. Not, not in the style of this, I can definitely say. Yeah, it's yeah. more. I only got halfway through that game. That game was boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Origami wow. King is pretty much just another one of those dramatic orchestral soundtracks that I do keep forgetting that one came out. Like in my head, yeah, I was like, it's, what's, 
what's the mo- like in my head the most recent paper mario is color splash (laughs) 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 when the game on the more more forgotten console is more memorable than the game on the more popular console yeah because people people were always like ragging on color splash and then oh my gosh uh, origami king comes out and no one talked about it ever yeah i forgot color splash existed i thought sticker star was the most recent (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i guess maybe maybe everyone has their own most recent Super Paper Mario game. Or, oh, sorry, sorry. Paper Mario that, game. There's that crossover one in between, though, the Paper Jam. Paper, yep. Yeah, like, that's Mario. the one with, it was Mario and doesn't, Luigi, right? Doesn't yeah. count. I guess Fans it are, kind of does counts count. 50%, literally. Mm-hmm. Let's well, say 25%. Yeah, 33%. Intelligent <laughs> systems didn't touch that game at all. No, that's that's wonderful. I think that's a a, a really good way to open up to a game that I would have to imagine is light and bubbly. Oh, well, um, to a well, point. <laughs> to a certain extent. Okay. So it's an um, ironic to a degree. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, it kind of, yeah, it kind of, um, you'll see, you'll see. I, I won't get into it too much. Tyler, what was your second one? Oh, here we go. Second one is another game I haven't played in a little bit, but I have to hope this song holds up better. Wow. So that's Death Road to Canada, a fan favorite game of mine. Wait, fan favorite? That's not a favorite game of mine. Uh, For those who don't know, it's a roguelike in which you start in the US and um, almost Oregon Trail-esque. You have to make your way all the way down to Canada because Canada is safe from all the zombies. Um, And there's it's like... um, there's action segments, but a lot of the game plays like the Oregon Trail. And uh, I really like the music. It's uh, composed by one Joey Grady, and uh, the guitar and bass is performed by Adam Nielsen. And I just Ooh. gotta say, big Death Road to Canada fan. I have also played this game, I think, a few years ago. I bought it on the Switch on a sale. Um, I really like roguelikes. I thought this was alright. I'm not a huge fan of Oregon Trail type games, so I thought it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think just the first run is usually the hardest, and then Very going true. through it again, it's a little bit repetitive, but I think it's still a good game overall. I, I think the game really works when you're playing with multiple people. As soon as you yeah. get a second player in, it becomes extra chaotic, and it's oh, it's just so good. 
this song in particular plays in a haunted mansion, I believe, that you can find randomly with like maybe vampires. I don't quite remember. Um, and I think there's like a sacrificial coffin or something that gives you some boost. Uh, very strange. But I remember getting to this and there's like a lot of zombies. So it's kind of hard to stop. But I finally got to a room that I could stop and I just sat there. I liked the little funky, um, almost like softness it has at the beginning. It's, oh, it's lovely. It, it's really like somber and kind of captures that level of um say desperation or dread mm-hmm. towards towards, I, I, I towards the end goal yeah it's a little bit different from whatever member because i remember the music being pretty chaotic most of the time it's so true it weird uh differential yeah I, I guess i probably should have picked a more common song so you can kind of get the vibe that the whole game normally has but yeah, this one's good. This I, one's I like good. this one a lot because it has a little, it has a flow to it that the other songs don't have. Uh, and also, I'm just a, a sucker for those little trills that they have as the, like, mm-hmm. um, right near the beginning, there's, like, little mini scales of notes going down with little trills. And I just, yeah, I just love them so much. <laughs> uh, I try to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about with music. I don't. But <laughs> I think that was all correct terminology. It reminds me a lot of terraria terraria is a lot more upbeat and like Mm -hmm. uh has a lot the music's probably closer to what like the classic like the normal songs in this game are and they're similar i know the composer did duck game anyone's played that but yeah i just really like this game and it reminds me that uh, i kind of want to play death road to canada again oh remember folks in the u.s if you're ever traveling to canada (laughs) be sure to play this song Moving on to this next song here. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have watched the Zelda Month trailer from 2022, but uh, this specific theme uh, is very special to me, and it it really it really hypes things up once you hear this. So the title of the theme is The Knight Who Seals the Darkness from Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And for Zelda fans, this is obviously a remix of the Master Sword theme that you hear in most of the games, um, I think since A Link to the Past. And the reason why this one specifically holds a special place in my heart is because um, it it's the only 
it's the only time in the franchise where we really get to see like Link appear as this super powerful hero that's that's ready to stand against the incoming threat. And um it, it's even crazier with the fact that right after at least the next game release, or at least the next Breath of the Wild re- related game released, we see the Master Sword get destroyed. So this is almost like the complete opposite to that. It's like very I just honestly it's a very epic sounds like it's most Zelda themes have like a an air of gravitas. This one feels like it's almost it has that gravitas, but also is um almost showing off a little bit. Oh, it's <laughs> a little bit of arrogance. Well, like. The context of this actually does kind of match that. Um so for those of you who haven't played this game, uh Link's traveling through the Lost Woods with the with the, you know with his companions, Zelda and the champions. Uh, they stumble across the one of the main villains of the game, and the main villain almost kicks Link's ass to the point where Link and Zelda are close to dying. And then, boom, the Master Sword uh, accepts Link, and Link takes it, and then suddenly Link destroys this villain and the villain's um, minions with, like, little to no difficulty. Ooh, yeah, I can... The The song really fits that feeling of yeah that's just like a that's just a good song um frankly it gives me ptsd from (laughs) editing that one trailer (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've had to listen to this song for hours on repeat (laughs) (laughs) i do know the feeling (laughs) so yeah i basically memorized like the first minute and a half and like the last 30 seconds (laughs) yep yep (laughs) Uh, I I don't think I have anything. I, I I don't think I should be torturing any you any more with this song. <laughs> um, I'll spare I'll spare you mm-hmm. your sanity any, again. Any chance you know what the composer is off the top of your head? Uh, no, because the composer all I know is that the composer isn't the Breath of the Wild composer. Mm. So that's you know that's as far as I know. Um, but they did a pretty good job with this and. I'd say this would be the best theme out of the entire game. I actually, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's one of the most hyped Zelda themes I've ever heard. It seems the composers are Kumi to uh, Kumi Tanioka and Ryu Uriteni, or Ryo Uriteni. Now, I think Dakota has the next one here. I do. It's in my. I will argue that it is equally as hype. Maybe not to you, Tyler, but <laughs> oh, t- t- but it is certainly equally as hype to me. <laughs> Probably to me too, actually. Oh yeah. Um, many might know, and I'll just let it speak for itself. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna kind of repeat from there, but you get the idea. That was amazing. That was. Uh... <laughs> this might be a hot take, but peak Splatoon music. <laughs> I think this song might have been the one that made me a Splatoon fan. Not gonna um, lie. Yeah, it's definitely what sold me on Octo Expansion. I believe they used this for the reveal trailer as well. Yes, they did. And that was before um, I understood Splatoon music. Yeah, I am also uh, an off the hook fan. And I think they are the best duo they've out of the idols. So this, Honestly, this is uh, so when you say best duo, do you mean you like Shiver Fry and Big Man more? Or out of all three uh, out of like all three groups idols off the hook, which is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Fair enough. Um I, I think it's so different from the rest of the Splatoon music. It's mostly like uh, rock and J-pop, and they really lean into the J-pop. But this one, they somehow mix the grunge. Like it's all grunge. Yeah, and <laughs> it's somehow weaved so well through a like a a melody. Somehow, um, if you listen to it enough a few times, you'll you'll be singing along with the with the grunge, which is so weird to think about. <laughs> hmm. It also um, feels very reminiscent of the of the eighties, nineties era that it was inspired by. Yeah. Um, and then but they somehow throw in Marina's like modern J pop singing. Yeah. It makes no like, sense at all. Like how the heck did they make this work? Um also this is one of the only reasons I'm hyped for the the side order DLC for Splatoon 3. Oh, you think it's gonna <laughs> return? You think this theme's gonna return? Or at least music. <laughs> Because we already know that Off the Hook is going to return in some form. Just give me more of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if the gameplay is crap. Give me more good music. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I, feel, enough, I, feel I don't like really it. have a context for this song. Like, or, well, you just gave the context, but I don't think okay. it means nearly as much to me as it means to you. So the context behind this song, or at least during gameplay-wise, is you're the character that you're playing, the Octoling character that you're playing, uh, the mm-hmm. one that you see on the thumbnail right now, actually. Um, she is. She was, like, trapped in this subway system with, I think, Amnesia. And she fi- like she has to go through all these trials, and finally she's at this point where she's about to make it out of it, and that's where this song comes out. And what makes it so special is that you're going through a bunch of platforming, just as you did before, but it's like 10 times more fr- frustrating. Yeah, and every Fair time enough. you die, luckily the music does not restart, but you're, you're listening to that for a solid 15 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so not complaining boring. in any second. <laughs> I've gone through that a couple times. It's, it's not, it doesn't get that hard. But first time through, you'll, you'll be stuck hearing this for 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, all right, my last song is a little interesting one. It is um, from a Wario game. However, might be the last song you're expecting to hear from a Wario. But I'll let the music speak for itself. Terrifying. Uh, uh, uh. Mario, what are you doing? <laughs> 
So that is in the tutorial to Wario Land 4 on a beach level. Uh, the oh, song is called Palm okay. Tree Paradise. And the singer is either, uh, they don't say who the singer is, one of the two voice actresses in the game, uh, either Junko Yoshi, uh, Yoshitami or Ayu, yeah, Ayumi uh, Shimokawa. Um, Ryoji Yoshitami is the sole composer for Wario Land 4 and just did like a lot of weird stuff with it. So you have like your, your typical Wario songs you'd expect. This, and then there's an entire sound room of experimental ambient music. At least with context, um, it's a little more understandable now why, why mm-hmm. this type of song was chosen. Yeah, I, I think it's, I can see how it's like a little creepy. I think it's just kind of like a nice, serene song. It's a little weird in Wario context. Uh, but there was a YouTube video I watched by the YouTuber Gino7. It's like about an hour long about Wario music and from this song specifically because it's so weird and wild. But this song is insane because it came out on the Game Boy Advance and it has lyrics in a song in the Game Boy Advance. And if you didn't know, MIDI track. The reason they exist is to save a little bit of space. And also, they like play in, there's like chunks of music that play in order. So you don't mm. like get repeating tracks and like uh, it does so it doesn't sound weird um, like uh, it would if you just put an audio file in. And also, the audio file would be way too big. But yeah. because of that, what they have to do, especially considering the music adapts to certain situations, to put the lyrics in, they had to cut them up to single syllable. Every single syllable is its own sound file that then has to play in succession. So the game, if the game like slows down at any point or speeds up, the song still sounds the same. It is an absurd amount of work to put lyrics in a like platformer game, especially one like a Wario game. And they did it twice because they also did credit where she comes back to sing uh, like kind of like an obscure, like a a song that doesn't really have any meaning or it has meaning, but it's very strange. And it's just, I'm just absolutely fascinated by its existence. Yeah. And I guess in the Japanese language, it would be a lot easier to chop it up into phonetical sounding files. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that does make sense yeah because uh the how the kanji all work yeah exactly um i have the lyrics here they're weirdly wholesome i know um, it's so weird for a wario game who's going yeah. i love money i mean one has a one has a wario soundtrack ever sounded normal <laughs> i guess that's true even the WarioWare games have like all sorts of different types of music Hmm. But like normally you're expecting kind of like 
almost uh like dirty songs and like they just kind of feel like messy and maybe grungy but not really he gets a lot of jazz in there uh and actually one last thing before um dakota finishes his thought the uh the hello right at the beginning is sampled in the game pizza tower which takes heavy inspiration from warrior land 4 which i think is cool um yeah i don't think we have enough time to go through the lyrics but uh oh wow I guess okay. you can uh, look it up yourself or watch the hour-long YouTube video that probably touches us on it at some point. Probably. Now, we're on to our final song. And I chose this one specifically uh, out of a special request made by a certain Kaiser. Let's hear it. <laughs> This song, this is a bug. I just know this one from Smash Bros. This song is a bop. This song is so good. Good, good song to end on. It might be my favorite song of all the ones. It's either this or the Age of Calamity. Well, coincidentally enough, it's titled The Grand Finale. From Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. I feel like I've heard this game a hundred times throughout the game, and it's insane that it's called The Grand Finale. (laughs) Well, want to know what's even more insane about this? Bowser's Inside Story was the last Mario and Luigi game that Alpha Dream worked on before they went bankrupt. Because they worked on the 3DS version. Yeah, they had to make a stupid, like, extension to it. <laughs> and so that was technically their grand finale. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, for those curious, the composer is Yoko Shimomura. Uh, she nailed it, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear this, the, uh, the like, the solo piano of the oh my gosh that slap so it's, hard. it's so good it's almost uh giorno theme from jojo the the song that, <laughs> like the song that uh, everyone knows with the, the piano that goes crazy that this is also another song that i want to hear orchestrated completely oh that one almost like this song's really big this it has to exist right so yeah, there has yeah. to be I like mean, grand finale. They they did recompose it on the 3DS. It doesn't. It's not completely, you know, like reorchestrated, but it's closer to a real. Aaron Grubb, if you're listening to this, this is your checklist. <laughs> yes, please, Aaron Grubb, please sign do this. out a like a full orchestra. <laughs> okay, so for those of you viewers who have not played Bowser's Inside Story, the context here is that. Uh, Bowser with Mario and Luigi inside Bowser's, like inside 
Bowser physically, um, the three are headed off to face off against Dark Bowser and a old villain named Fawful, who who appeared in the very first uh, very first Mario mm. and Luigi game. And so this would be like an epic battle on the rooftop of Peach's castle. And you can feel every second of it. The in stakes fact, are high. It's insane this is a Mario song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I where do. it would fit better. Well, I mean, not better, but like where I feel like it would fit. But it's not Mario. It doesn't feel Mario, but it is Mario. It's so good. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like... um jrpgs in a way like a final music for mm-hmm. any jrpg I mean, could work it basically it the, the style of the mario luigi games are pretty much meant to like the music style of those games are pretty much meant to yeah. replicate like jrpg music i guess it would it be funny is a jrpg it's a mm-hmm. japanese rpg but yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if uh the song was playing or it feel it feel more fitting if the song was playing over some like god angel but destroy mean, the whole world. But I think the fact that this is Mario and Luigi fighting Dark Bowser is so. F- yeah, like, and this is like not even not like some regular Mario villain we're facing off against. We're facing off against two of the most powerful Mario villains we've ever seen. Thank you for joining us and discussing our favorite video game songs for a second time. We'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion, and we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.